You're listening to the Yeshiva of Newark at IDT podcast. I'm your host and curator, Rabbi Aprom Kipolevich, and I hope you enjoy this episode. The statement that the most famous piece of Gaonic halacha, meaning something from the period of the Gaonim that people are familiar with, and especially by name as the Bahag, is probably this one. And it's it's sort of a it's 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 been combined. It might actually be a fusion of two statements of the Bahag, but they have been bandied about together. And what I discovered in my research was that it might be that this statement on the, of halacha attributed to the Bahag might we might have gotten it wrong. We might have gotten the tr- something wrong in transmission when we look at some of these sources with more modern eyes and actually more ancient eyes, as we actually are able to discover more of the ancient manuscripts. So let me stop being cryptic and get to the point. It's about Sviras Oymer, the opinion of the Bahag on Sviras Oymer. The opinion of the Bahag briefly that everyone knows, and I think all of you have heard this, is that if you miss one day of the Sphira, that you do not count on that day, that you totally forgot. That's it. You can't count with a brocha anymore. The source of this, although we might find others that that are significant, but the primary source for this is the Baal Hilchos Gedalot, and quoted by many, many Rishonim. And as I wrote as a subtitle of today's class, it's sort of like, it's very frustrating for the absent-minded. There are people, life goes on. Did you remember? Did you remember? Oh, no, you forgot. How many people go through the angst of, of trying to make it through sphere, but you forgot one day? Ah. So I have always told people, even before tonight, that it's only one shita that says you can't count. According to most Rishonim, and, and since we know Sphere is the Rabbanon today, for sure we can be Mekel, like we do in many ways. And you shouldn't think, oh, I missed it. And the people listening, either here tonight or later, are, have a mindset that if you don't make every night, you don't make it through, you missed your mitzvah, and that you somehow are, you are now relegated to a second tier. And that is not the case, even from those that, from the standard Bali Halacha. And especially what I've noted, and this was something that only came to light to me when I started doing research on this, there have been, there's been a pushback by Postkim in the last 20 years to set the record straight and to let people know that they can still make the Bracha, even if they've missed a complete day. And that we were wrong about what we did with the Masechta and Samach Bov in Menachos. One of the first things the Gemara uh, deals with in that parak is uh, the debate between the Baitusim, Sadukim, and and the Perushim as to when Shvuas would be. We know that one of the things that um, impacted uh, all the history was the battle over the Messiah of Torah Shabalpeh. And there were times that the uh, Tzedukim uh, had hold of the Sanhedrin in Bayesheni. And we know that as the hands of the Prussian became stronger and Torah Shabalpeh and its traditions were more victorious, many of the days that we vanquished them, not physically with 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 metal rods or or swords, but intellectually, those were turned into days of simcha. Mentioned in Megillus Tainus, the days that that the tzedukim threw up their hands and says, "Okay, we don't have a we don't have an argument against you anymore." They still believed what they believed, but the rabbis were able to put them down. The rabbis were able to show in public debate. I mean, this is something which is so missing today. Um, public debate that even though people felt very passionate and 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 who knows you know uh, where the anger level was in some way, but in the public it was an open argument 
And the rabbis were able to convince the masses that their side was correct, that you start counting the Omer after the second day of Pesach, meaning at the second day of Pesach is when you count the Omer. You don't count it after the first Shabbos in Pesach. That's what the Baitusim and the Tzedukim believed. Well, even though it was settled in the minds of the masses that the Rabbanim were correct, the Prushim were correct, the Tzedukim and Baitusim didn't want to give up yet. And of course, what they started doing was trying to undermine the system and trying to do whatever they could to, to of course, uh, not allow the messages to get out. And of course, this Chazal had a Takana for that. Now, one of the things that I should mention, and it's important in this context, is it says, as, as the Pesach writes, let's see the Pesach inside. It says that uh, so usfarta mochemi mocharas hashabbos miyom haviachem es omer atnufo sheva shabosays tmimois tihiyano. So there's your pasuk that says you start counting the omer mimocharas hashabbos, and the omer gets brought as a korban mimocharas hashabbos. What does that shabbos mean? Does it mean the shabbos in Pesach, as I said, or does shabbos here mean Pesach? Pesach itself is Shabbos. In other words, Shabbos is a day of Shvisa, a day of cessation of Malacha. So this is the day after that. So it sounds very tortured. It sounds like the Tzedukim are right. So the rabbis had to show that appearances are deceiving and that a careful reading can uh, create ironclad logic to say it has to be the second day of Pesach, and Shabbos means Pesach. So a number of the uh, Tanoim tried to speculate what the rabbi's winning argument was. In other words, they knew from tradition that we won the argument, and that more or less the masses had agreed, Shavuos is when we say it is. The rabbis in later generations who weren't there um, maybe had vestigial records, and they all speculated as to what the arguments might be. And that's the Gemara here in Menachos that we're going to read part of it. So if this was the argument that won the day, and even if that wasn't the argument then, I could still win the day now to show that the Tzedukim were wrong. Kosov echad omer sheishas yomim tochal matzos. For six days you should eat matzos. Kosov echad omer shivas yomim matzos tochal Seven days. What did that mean? Is it six or seven? Now, let's let's put aside the idea that maybe you only have to eat matzah the first night. But as, as you can see here, we're talking about many days of not eating chametz and therefore eating matzah as an alternative. So is it six or is it seven? Okay, Tzad. Matzah, shiata menachodosh. There's a type of matzah that... Let's read it again. There's a type of matzah that you could eat seven days. Which matzah is that? Matzah from old grain. Matzah from grain that has already been mutter to eat based on the fact that it grew last year. And it grew, it was enough grown last Pesach that all this grain, all that was mutter, and I could make matzahs out of it, and eat it on the first day of Pesach. And I can continue to eat matzahs made from that store of grain for seven days. But there's other matzah that I could not eat on the first day. What was that? Matzah made from the new grain that needed the Korban Omer to be matir, because that's what the Korban Omer was about. The Korban Omer was matir eating wheat and all of the grain products that were grown in this past winter right before Pesach. So that's why you have six and seven. You can eat six, which proves, of course, that it's that those are the two only options, seven and six. If the tzedukim are right, then there would be maybe only one day you could eat the new matzah, or two days. 
depending on when the Shabbos was. If you say like the Chazal, like the Rabbonim, like the Perushim, so you're always going to have this seven and six. And therefore the Torah is right by putting it that way. But if it's true that, that the date of give, bringing the Omer floats, and it depends on which year you're talking about, and it could shift from, uh, it could be the second day of Pesach, or the third, or the fourth, or the fifth, or the sixth, then it'll turn out that you might only have one day to eat that new matzah. The fact that the Torah says completely, it's always going to be this balance of seven and six indicates that there's a fixed day for bringing the Omer. And what is it? <laughs> it's obviously the second day of Pesach. That's the only way you get six. So that mathema- that mathematics proves, Shimon Menelazar says, that our tradition is correct. The day from the day the carbon is brought, that's when the counting begins. Okay. So I understand you're going to bring it. It's connected to the second day of Pesach. Yochel Yiktsar Viyovi. Maybe you can do the Ketzira and do and bring the carbon on the second day of Pesach. But maybe Shavuos could start later. The Amosai Shayir Tzayispor. Maybe all it's saying is this is the day that you're allowed to start counting, but not that you must count. This has to be in the rear view mirror that you've brought the carbon. But it doesn't necessarily mean that you must count on that day. From that day, you can count. But maybe we can decide we want Shavuos a different day. Maybe that's what the Tzedukim will say. Okay, you've proven that the carbon is brought on the second day. But maybe the Sphira just needs to be post the carbon. But it doesn't necessarily have to be on the day of the carbon. Or the day of, of, the, of, the, of the Omer. Talmud Lomar, from there we have the other Pasik of Sfiras Omer in Parshas Re'eh, where it says, Shiva Shvuos Tisparloch. You should count May from the time, not Miyom from that day, Aber Mehechel, when you begin to do what? When it starts, when the scythe, when the sickle cuts the standing barley. Tochel, that's when you should begin. So it's not that you're allowed to start any time from this time on, but it must start. You must start it at that time. Hmm. So that tells you that tethers the sphere date to the date of the, of, 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 of the cutting of the Omer. So Rav Shimon says, you're still going to argue. If it's only that Pasek, you're right. The Sphira will start on the on when you are Kotzer. Whenever you're going to do the Ketzira for the Omer. But maybe you can bring the carbon a different day. You can only do the sphira connected to that day. So it can't be that I did the Ketzira on the second night and I bring the carbon some other day. I have to, since the sphira is connected to the Ketzira and, 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 and the sphere is connected to the bringing, the three have to share a commonality, counting, cutting, the Oymer, and bringing. But maybe you could still say it's all done during the day. Now, of course, the Tzedukim are basically out of the picture now. Now, Shimon ben Elazar is in a fun. He's, he's in his own groove now. I might think that everything happens during the day. It all happens in the daytime. It all happens during the day. You cut the Omer, you bring the Omer. This is the way we cut the Omer. This is the way we bring the Omer. And we count, right? We count before we bring it, but it's all done during the day, and we should count the Omer during the day. Talmud Lomar, what was that Pasuk again? The Pasuk said, Sheva Shabbosos Tamimos Tihiena. The Pasuk says, it has to be Tamim. I see. It has to be Tamimos, 
Tmimos, what does that mean? Complete, that it's a complete count. Where can you be that it's considered counting a complete thing? You can't start during the day because you're, the Jewish day starts at night. A night automatically, and if you want to count something, you can't count when you're in the middle. You count when something is in its beginnings, when something is about to start, when something has just started, but not when you're in the middle, when you're already halfway through towards the next day. So therefore, you need to start counting at night. Well, maybe you bring the Omer at night too then. Maybe you cut the Omer because it says, So we know since the sphere, let's say it better. We know the sphere has to be Tamimois. Since the sphere has to be Tamimois, that means the Pasuk about cutting the Omer has to be at night as well. Because the only way you could have something, a, a, a Tamim count, is by, star, is by counting at night. And since you're telling me that the counting begins post the cutting, so the cutting must also be at night. The cutting must be at night, and the counting must be at night, because otherwise it's not considered Tamimos. Maybe you would think that you should bring the Omer at night. Talmud Lomar, miyom haviachem, miyom. Yom means not, you don't need the word yom anymore. Unless the word yom tells you it's actual, the sun has risen, and it's actually in the morning or post the morning. So what do we, if looking at all these psukim together, Shemim and Elazar summarizes, Ktsira. The Safira Belaila, the cutting of the Omer, the counting has to be at night, based on the fact, Tochel Lispor, Vahava Biyom. So that was a Shimon Elazar's proof, not only against the Tzduka, but exactly the way we should do the mitzvah of Ketzira, Safira, and bringing of the Korban Omer. The Gemara then goes, the Amaroyim go and analyze which of these Tanetic attempts was the most solid. The Gemara makes a point and says these last one of Shimon ben Elazar doesn't have any question on it. They don't necessarily say that's probably what the rabbis argued, but they weren't able to discover a pircha. And I'll just read that to you. The, the later rabbis analyzed what the earlier ones had said, what the Tanoyim had said, to try to speculate what it was that won the day in that classic debate. But whether it was it or not, it still holds a solid ground. Omar Abaya, mitzvah l'mimne yoyme, u mitzvah l'mimne shvue. Abaya says that we should still continue to count like they did in the time of the Beis HaMikdosh, days and weeks. Ameymar, money yome. Ameymar said, no, it's different. All Ameymar said, all you have to do is count days. You don't have to mention how the days uh, accumulate to weeks. And that's the way he did it. He made a point of counting differently. The low money he wouldn't count weeks. Omar, he explained himself and said, the mitzvah has changed. It's a zeicher lemikdash now. And Rashi explains that. Omar, hai minyona dahashtalav choivahu. We don't have the responsibility to count like we did in the time of the Torah. The Holeka Omer, because there's no Beis HaMikdash and we can't bring that carbon. It's one of the Takonas that were made, like taking a Lulav on the second day, on the second days of Yontif outside of Yerushalayim. It's like many of the Takonas that we have, that it's Zeicher HaMikdash, and therefore we need to know that it's not a mitzvah from the Torah. Amemar felt that it's important, honesty is important. It's beautiful to remember the Beis HaMikdosh, but the mitzvah is done differently to indicate its lower status. The Gemara ends there. So now the question is, is do we pass him like Amemar? Maybe even Abaya agrees with Amemar. He just didn't go so far. That it's all not, right? This, this mitzvah 
is basically a beautiful thing that we all do and 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 we talk about it and darshanim all over the world speak about it for seven weeks. Kivalevich decides to do his gaonic shear based on it. I mean, it's it's a gift that keeps on giving. Sfiras Omer is a seven week gift to all speakers and Torah people. <laughs> it's, it's, it's only the Rabbanon. It's only a Zecher. So Tosus takes us through the ramifications of that. Ag makes his appearance for most of the world. Obviously, the Bahag was the standard place to look for so many generations in the high Middle Ages. But as the period of the Rishonim knocked out the period of the Gaonim, and then the printing of the Shas became the first spot that anybody would come to know about anything, this is where most people were introduced to the Bahag by this Tosos. And you can see it right here. So let's read the Tosos and see how the Tosos quotes this Bahag. First of all, Tesa says, the fact that it's Zecher Lamikdash means that even though in order you would have thought, well, I got to make sure it's night. I got to make sure it's really this day before I count it. Nah, even a Suffolk, you're not sure if it's the night. Well, it's only the Rabbonin anyway. You have a right to assume it is night already. I'm not sure. You don't need to be sure. Start counting. Why? Because it's only a Zeger. It's not like matzah. Got to wait. Can't eat matzah yet. You got to wait till because uh, because we learn out from the Gemara. Be'erif ta'yichlo matzahs. It's a mitzvah that I said to eat matzah. You have to wait till it's a mitzvah. So the Rabbanon, yeah, okay, it might be night. That's good enough. Okay, count. He went to Svega the Rabbanon. V'oid oimer, and this there's something missing here. It should be v'oid oimer ri. It should be. So as we're going to see in the rush, that there was the title of whoever said it was missing. V'oid oimer. The re politesis. The feel beyond some of the truth is, is that I even if you know it's not night, even if you know they're davening early, the sun is still out. You could still count. Wait, it's not a suffix night. Yeah, don't make a difference. You know what? It's even more Tomim. What do you mean? It's Tomim. Yeah, because I counted even before any second of sphere of the night began. That's how you count. Like, 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 like it's, it, it just poked its nose. It's, it's, in other words, if I wait till it's night, then part of it has already started. So I counted before it even began. That's even a better counting. Now, feel beyond some of the Adif, Mishum Tmimus, Karamrinum Eel. Now, Tosus then says, and maybe this is from the Rees students, Ve'enira. Now, Ve'enira might be on the second one. Because that already sounds too far fetched. You can tell me to start counting like after a, after Plaga Mincha, or, or like it's fifteen minutes till the sun goes down. I could still count it. That's what I would say. My guts tell me. Tosis is responding to whoever the Balatosis was. Now we get to the other issue, which is forgetting to count that night. There's counting too early? Well, okay, we can be mako. You can count even though it's not Seisa Kochovim yet. You forgot to count during the night. You can count during the day. Don't worry. Count during the day. Now, it sounds from the way Tosis quotes the Bahag that you can count as a regular mitzvah. It doesn't say to count without a bracha. Count normally. That's Tosus's version of the Bahad. You missed the night, count during the day. There's a Mishnah in Menachos that says, a Stam Mishnah without a debate, the mitzvah of Ketzira should be done at night. Liktzor. But if you kotzer during the day, it's kosher. So what do you see? You see that even though the Bahag 
agrees that you should count at night, like we see in our Gemara, or Shimon ben Elazar. But Bidiyeva, the same way the Ketzira can be done during the day, and you have done the Omer properly, you don't have to hold off on bringing the carbon. The carbon is still fine. You can use this wheat that you cut during the daytime, this barley that you cut during the daytime, and you can make your carbon from that. You could also count during the day, because the sphera is tethered to after you've done the cutting of the uh, of the barley stalk. So as you cut the barley stalks, you can do that during the day. You can do sphera during the day. It's not necessarily lekatchila, but it's kosher, and therefore it would be fine to do that. Here, Rabbeinu Tam gives the Bahagan argument. No, even though you're right, there is what seems to be a Stam Mishnah in Menachos, there's another Stam Mishnah somewhere. There's another Stam Mishnah in, in Perak Sheni de Megillah. And in Perak Sheni de Megillah, it's, you can see here in front, it, the Mishnah Megillah gives you a list of what things you have to do during the day, what things are at night. The Yom is for reading the Megillah, etc. Then it gets to what are the night mitzvahs. All night, you don't have to start at the beginning of the night, the whole night is kosher, and also to put the limbs and body parts of the animal, the fats and the limbs, onto the Mizbeach, that can be done by the Kohanim all night. Then, as we say, and then the Mishnah ends with Zehaklau. So this Mishnah says clearly that this is a night mitzvah. And as the Gemara points out, that the same way day mitzvahs are only by the day, you can't blow shofar at night, you can't take the lulav at night, you can't do ktsiras Omer during the day. So we have a contradiction between two mishnayot. Both of one is in one is in Megillah and one is in Menachos. Now, the truth is, if I would be asked without any foreknowledge. I would say, well, uh, isn't a Menachos Mishnah that's dealing with the subject of Omer perhaps more definitive than that Mishnah, which is sort of like a, a, a hodgepodge of all the different things? It happens to be, it's the Masechta that deals with reading of the Megillah. So for some reason, the Tana, when he was teaching that, thought that he would include Megillah with everything else that has to be done uh, during the day. But this is the main source for knowing about Omer, Rabbeinu Tam disagrees, though. Rabbeinu Tam says that he believes the Mishnah in Megillah is primary, and therefore he says, and, and in fact, he says the Mishnah in Megillah is quoted in the Gemara in Menachos, our Gemara in Yevamis takes the Mishnah in Megillah and says, so we see that our Gemara that dealt with our Mishnah was aware of that Mishnah in Megillah and posited it Docha Es HaShabbos. And that sounds like you can do the Ketzirah on Shabbos also, even though Ketzirah is an Av Malacha. We know from the very first Mishnah in this parak that it says that the Omer would come on Shabbos that you would bring the Omer on Shabbos. And you can see, as it says, Echad Shabbos ve'echad Chol. So they would bring the Omer and prepare the Omer and cut the Omer specifically on even Thursday night into Friday night. Friday night's the second night of Yontif. And that was the day they would cut the Omer on Friday night. Now, the problem with this is, is that if you would cut the Omer on Friday night, you have to cut on Friday night. But here it says you can actually do it Biyom kosher. So that could mean cutting it on the day, but it could also mean cutting it earlier. 
I can cut it earlier than the first, the second day of Yontif. Maybe it means I can cut it before the second day of Yontif begins. If it's not, if it doesn't need to be done at a specific time, so maybe I should do it Arab Shabbos so I don't have to be Machal Shabbos. The Mishnah says that I have a choice. It's not a mitzvah le but it's still kosher. So now when I have the second day of Pesach coming in on a Friday night, in other words, the second day of Pesach is Shabbos, I, why should I do what I don't have to do? I, I could get away by doing the Ketzirah earlier. It's based on this, says, Bacharish ubakotzer tishpos. Now, what does that Pasuk mean, Bacharish ubakotzer tishpos? It says that it says you it's a sheishes yom tasamach teachav yemeshvi shabbos, but kosher v'chorish v'chorish v'kotzer tishpos. We know that melacha includes a lot more than plowing and harvesting. There's thirty nine melachas. What does that pasuk mean? So there's a big debate as to what that pasuk is talking about. There are some that say that that pasuk is not talking about shabbos at all. The Pasuk is talking about Shemitah, and it's telling you Bacharish, that you, you shouldn't do Malacha on the seventh year. And then when it says Bacharish, Tishpos, it's telling you that even before the year begins, you have to keep Shemitah. And that's the source, according to many of, of some Tanayim, that Shvius, there's a din of Tosef Shvius, and it's from the Torah. Because that Pasuk isn't talking about Shabbos. That Pasuk's talking about Shvius. And it's telling you that you have to stop keeping, you have to start keeping Shvius even before Shvius begins. So now that I gave you that background, we would say it again. Even though up until now, the, the thought of the Gedoliador, the thought of the Sanhedrin was that this Pasuk referred to Shemitah, and we did not allow working the land before Shvius, and we asked her to work harvesting post-Shvius, Rab Gamliel and his Bezdin have said that that Pusik no longer is binding on us. We are interpreting this Pusik differently. And therefore, we're allowing people to work Erev Shvius, even possibly even into the month right before Shvius. And that Isser does not apply. What about the Pusik? It says, Bechar Shubakotzer Tishpos. So the Mara says, Umasik Ravashi Hosam, the Sovrikarabi Shmol, that they decided he and his Bezdin that the Pshad in that Pasik is not about Shvius. It's about Shabbos. If it's about Shabbos, why did you only mention these two Malochos? Shabbos has 39. For a reason. We wanted to tell you a Khidush about what type of Shvisa you don't do with that you, you have to do for Katsira. Ma Chorish Rishus, just like there's no such thing as a Chorish that's a mitzvah. Every Chorish there is, there's no t- mitzvah to ever plow anything. That's the one the Torah says you can't do on Shabbos. It's a Shabbos Pasik, not a Shemitah Pasik, not a Shviyas Pasik. Av Kotzir Rishus, the Kotzir that, that is outlawed on Shabbos is a Kotzirah that is voluntary, that is not a mitzvah. Yotzek Tzir HaOmer Shuhu Mitzvah. That is not bound. And that Pasuk teaches you that you can cut the Omer on Shabbos. It's just like all the other Avoda in the Beis HaMikdash that's allowed, even though it's done outside of the Beis HaMikdash, it doesn't have to be done by a Kohen, it's not part of in the Oel Moed, but it gets the same heter of all Korbonos, and you're able, and you should actually be Doch HaShabbos and cut it on Friday night. Even the Dochi Shabbos, then a Nixrael Belilo. <laughs> if it's if it's the type of thing, as you can see from Rabbi Gamliel and his Bezdin and Rabbi Shmuel, that it's only done, it's done on, on Shabbos. Well, something that we have a heter for Shabbos of Chilul Shabbos in the Torah, it must be you have to do it when it's Shabbos, when when Shabbos starts. Because otherwise, do it on Friday afternoon. Do it on the first day of Pesach before Shabbos starts. So if you hold of that drosha, that the Ketzira is Doche Shabbos, then it must be only at this time. And it's only during Friday night that it could be done. And that is a proof against the Bahag that 
obviously, although there is this mission in Menachos, other Mishnayos in, in, in Megillah, and even the Talmudic discussion about this Mishnah indicate that that Mishnah is not accepted and that the proper halacha is like the Mishnah in Megillah. Now, one of the things I saw from the Rosh and other Rishonim is, is that in some ways, although that's not the source for Omer, but it's sort of like a, uh, it's more of a halachic source because it's actually dealing with all the laws together. It's a summary type of encyclopedic compendium of all the laws. So it has a little even more weight it's sort of counterintuitive, even though it's true, this is the Masechta, Menachos, that deals in depth with how the Omer was brought, but that Mishnah in Megillah is, is, is actually more prime because it, it, it represents a collective, complete, finished intelligence about all these laws of night and day. And therefore, it should be supreme, it should be correct, and therefore you cannot count during the day. You have to count only at night. And if you don't count during the night, you don't fulfill the mitzvah counting during the day. Not like the Bahag. Ba'od, another proof, is the Amaroyim. Rabbi Yochanan holds that, that you are allowed to plant, even right before Shvius, you're allowed to plow these 10 saplings and work on them right before Shvius. Which means you don't hold of you, you, the pusik couldn't outlaw it. There's a local Moshe Misenai that allows work all almost until Shviyas begins. So the Gemara says it must be the Rabbi Yochanan also holds like Rabbi Gamliel and his Bezdin and like Rabbi Shmuel that the only time you can that you have to that that pusik is referring to Shabbos. It's not referring to Shviyas at all, and that's more. Um, conversational in a way or they're meant to be dialectic but there are other mishnayas that are that are that are stacked together as all halachas psukos and this is another one that mishnah in megillah so when you have these type of collective mishnayas those collective mishnayas actually carry more weight that's so therefore the bahag i have vanquished you you cannot count during the day you missed your mitzvah but then there's the other side of the bag. Od pasuk bilchos gedolos shem hifsik yom echad v'leisof arshuv edosofer. So on one hand, the bahag gives you the kula of counting during the day, but he also says that if you miss the day completely, you're finished. There's no more mitzvah anymore. So the bahag is the is the source of a kula and a chumra. Once again, Tosus's response is. The Bahag says it's called Tmimos, the boy Tmimos. Now the Bahag is a Tmimos guy. The first psak of the Bahag says you can count during the day. Didn't our Gemara say that in order, Rebbe Lezer Shimon said that to be Tmimos, it has to be when the night begins, towards the beginning of the night. It's got to be night, otherwise it's not Tmimos. That's the whole source that you need to cut the Omer at night. It doesn't say the only way you know that you're supposed to cut the Omer at night, whether it's Ma'akev at night or it can only be done at night, is tethering the Ktsirasa Omer to Sfirasa Omer. It's only because it says that you have to start counting when you cut. And since counting is called Tmimos, so therefore it has to be done at night. Right? That's what the Pasik said. Shiva Shavuis. But the fact that it says to me, mice means it can only be done at night. So here is the Bahag anti mice because he's saying you could count, yes, with a bracha seemingly, even during the day. But then the Bahag says, well, if you miss the whole day, you can't count at all. So he says, I don't get it. Where does Tmimos means you have to do it at night? It doesn't mean that you have to count every single day. And Taisa says, and it can't be right. That's the introduction to the Bahag. So I gave you the whole Taisa to show you that the Bahag starts off 
you know, he's if he would be a boxer, he would be almost out by points at this point. He would he would be bruised and battered. And yet, and yet, and yet the Bahag still has his shadow, where people say that where the post can say that if you miss that day, since according to the Bahag, you can't count, and Suffolk Brochis Lahokil. The Bahag might be right. And according to the Bahag, you're making a brachla vatola since you missed. So therefore, you missed that first day. You, you don't count the second day with a brachla. It would seem, even from, if all I had was this Tysus, I would say, well, Tysus knocks the Bahag out. Bahag's defenders are the ones who have elevated the Bahag and have created a situation where we do count um, during the day, first of all. Now, again, remember, in the Bahag's world, um, you would count with a bracha in the morning. In Tosa's world, you would not. Now, which means, well, I missed the day, right? Yeah, so what? You missed the day. You can still count. So what's going on? What's the machlokas between Tosa's and the Bahag? So here we turn to the, um, the, the two Rishonim who deal with it openly. And we start with the Sefer Achinuch, who we're not sure exactly who the author is. And he says, says, even though the Gemara says that it's got to be Tmimois, meaning that you have to start at night, Pirshu <laughs> Hamifarshim, he calls the Bahag a, a, a commentary. <laughs> but he doesn't seem to agree. And it's the same one, by the way. It's the same, you know, in other words, he seems to split the Bahag in two. There's one heter of the Bahag to count during the day. Then there's the Chumra of the Bahag. If you miss one day, Now we have the idea. And this is what everybody says over, that the Bahag holds it all one big mitzvah. So if you miss it, you can't count because you're missing that day. You missed the whole cheshpan. That one card makes everything fall. That's why the Bahag says if you miss that day, you can't do it. The Bahag wrote that in the 8th century, the 9th century perhaps. My teachers, the generation of Ramban, the generation of the Rashba, the generation of the great Rishonim, of that period, do not agree to this svara. They don't think he's right. They think even though you miss a day, you are able to count again. Now, the Sefer HaKinuch has here an interesting thing that we don't find by almost any of the other Rishonim. If you did miss a day, if you did miss one day, Yomer Amash 17. So I would say, yesterday was 17, and today I'm counting with a bracha 18. So for some reason, he, he's sort of hedging his bets. It's not all one mitzvah, but I should still sort of mention today what yesterday was. And then count with everybody else. So in some way, you've counted. Um, so the Sefer HaKinuch is crucial to us because it teaches us what the idea, the way they understood the Bahag. The Bahag felt it was one big mitzvah. The problem, of course, with this is that if it's one big mitzvah, then why do you even make more than, what do you make 49 brachas for? And this was the argument of, 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 of one of the great Rishonim, uh, the Tosfus Rid, Rabbi Shaya Ditrani, if the Bahag is right, that it's just one mitzvah and you need all the 49 days to complete it. So once you make the bracha on the first night, you shouldn't have to make any other brachas. You should just count, I'm starting my mitzvah and it goes for 49 days. And since we make a bracha on every night, doesn't that show you that it's a different mitzvah and they're not ma'akev? And that is... um. 
That is the Rid, Rabbi Shaya Detrani, also a Rishon, even earlier than the Sefer HaChidduch. That's his attack on the Bahag. So we have Rabbeinu Tam in the Tosus. We have uh, the, uh, the, the, the Tosus Rid attacking in the Sefer Machria, attacking the Bahag. Um, he also feels that this idea you count during the day is also wrong, ain't no nearly, because Tamimos means it has to start at night. And the same way you start the counting of the Omer, even the first day at night, um, the, the Rid says, you want to count? That's okay, but no brachos. And therefore, you can only count at night. And if you want to count during the day, don't you dare make a bracha, because the mitzvah is only at night. And if you do make a bracha, it's a bracha of Atoa. And then he quotes Rabbeinu Tam, agreeing with him. And he calls Rabbeinu Tam, Zecher Tzadik V'Kodesh Livrocha. So basically, you know, we're so worried about the Bahag that we don't count with the bracha. Here's another case where we're, we're, we're worried about counting with a bracha, where you tell somebody what day of the Omer it was, right? Let's say I would have come over, you would have come over to me and asked me what day of the Omer is of the night. And I would say, oh, you want to know what to count tonight? Count 18. When I said that to you, I didn't mean to count the Omer. I was telling you what you should count. Oh, too late. Why is it too late? I, I wasn't thinking of doing a mitzvah. Well, we know there's a machlokas, whether mitzvah strikas kavana or not. And since you might have fulfilled the mitzvah without kavana, wait, I, I didn't want to do it. Yeah, but yeah, yeah, what were you thinking, though? I don't know. I was just thinking, I was answering you. I was telling you, you know, well, you know what? Since there's opinion that holds that mitzvah saying Srikas Kavana, but we don't pass them that way. Oh, we might. And there's enough people who say that. So therefore, therefore, you better not make a bracha. Why not? Because that's called a bracha shade of suffix bracha. So, okay. If there's one opinion that says that, that you shouldn't make a bracha here, then that, because you've already fulfilled it, then don't make a bracha. Because when it comes to brachas, we're nuts. We're worried. We don't want to take the name of God in vain. But we know that most opinions would say to you, you can count with a bracha. Why? Because when I told you what day it was, I wasn't trying to fulfill the mitzvah. I was trying to help you. I wasn't doing it as a shame mitzvah. It happened to come out of my mouth. Oh, yeah, but who says? Sometimes you can do a mitzvah and not think about it, and it counts as a mitzvah. But do we pass in that way? Don't we pass in that mitzvah streakers kavana in so many cases, especially when it's a words that needs to be said? Yeah, yeah, but not everybody says that. Okay, don't most people say it? Yeah, most people say it. But there are opinions that say that it works even without kavana. Okay, so according to them, you wouldn't be able, you've already fulfilled your mitzvah. Okay, so if you make a bracha, it's called a bracha shenetzricha. Oh boy. Same thing here with the bahag. Everybody, the bahag, nah, he's wrong. Yeah, he can still, oh, wait, wait, according to the bahag. Oh, according to the bahag, I guess I, I, I don't have any mitzvah. I can't do the mitzvah anymore. Well, since I'm going to can't do the mitzvah. So now, because of Suffolk Brochus Lahokel, I don't make a bracha for the next four, three weeks. Even though most Rishonim would tell you, again, as you can see here, Rabbeinu Tam, the Rid, the Sefer Achinuch, the Rush, they would all say the Bahag is wrong. But since the Bahag is quoted, and the Bahag is, seems to have his adherents and others who seems to go with him, so since according to him, you've basically, you're out of the mitzvah, so we have to be choshesh for the Bahag, as with Suffolk Brachas Lahokil. But really, based on, the way normal psak works, even if you forget the day completely, the majority of postkin would say you're fulfilling your mitzvah minatayra by counting. Now, a bracha is not ma'ak of the mitzvah. You don't need to make the bracha to have the mitzvah stick. But what happens instead is that people believe that I lost it. I didn't make the bracha, I'm finished. Without a bracha, it doesn't mean anything. And of course, this is one of the reasons that the Rishonim allow women make a bracha on mitzvah sasei azman grama. The Sephardim were against it. They felt that it's wrong. How could a woman make a to, to take a lulav when she's not mechuyiv in a mitzvah? So the, one of the svaras that the Rishonim say is, is that we know that people's feelings is crucial. A person could feel that if I don't make a bracha, I'm not doing the mitzvah. 
an argument could be made similarly here. If you're going to tell people to accept this psak, to, to accept the psak of the Mechaber, of the Beis Yosef, and based on the fact that we have to be choshish for the Bahag, for Savik Brochus Lahokel, that leads to people's sense that they haven't done the mitzvah properly. And therefore, people feel that they have not fulfilled this mitzvah and they feel, they, they, they feel depressed. I didn't do Sferas Elymer this year. Added to this has been the modern research that's discovered from, from various manuscripts that the language of the Bahag is very unclear. And that it could be the Bahag never really said that, um, that, that you don't count with a bracha afterwards. And <laughs> so because of that, there was this pushback. Um, and it was done by the Sephardi Rav of the author of the Sefer Yitzchak Yiranein. Um, and, and he poskened in 1980 that people who forget a day should still m- m- count with a bracha. And Chacham Avadia uh, launched an attack on him um, and said, how dare he paskin against the Shulchan Aruch? And since 1980, there have been his defenders who have come to him and have started to make the case in a strong way by going back to the actual manuscripts of the Burks to discover that actually there's been a misreading and um, it has, uh, uh, therefore, they want it to be incorporated into standard halacha to allow the absent-minded to continue their mitzvah 100% properly. Um, I will tell you that the one of my favorite uh, rabbinical figures of the last 150 years, uh, Elio David Rabinowitz Teumim, Rav Cook's father-in-law, known as the Aderes, writes and wrote in a private letter the author of this encyclopedic book on all different types of uh, uh, halachic topics, he wrote to him and said, I don't know what it was about this bahag, this shita that seems to have been pulverized by the Rishonim themselves that somehow stuck in the craw of the, the Bali halacha and it has it has loomed so large with its shadow throughout the years. It seems to me that it should have been relegated to a an opinion that is that it seems to be incorrect thanks for joining us for another episode from the yeshiva of newark at idt podcast be sure to subscribe on your favorite podcast app so you don't miss a single episode